0: Welcome to On the Road with Mike and Andy, the number one weekly Australian podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies. Proudly brought to you by Seeing Machines, the makers of Guardian, the most advanced safety technology available for commercial truck fleets. Welcome back everyone on this week's show, Mike goes one-on-one with Kermie of Trucking with Kermie fame. A little later in the show he chats with Yogi, the legendary outback trucker, in something to talk about. Plus, our regular taking it to the streets and news segments and more. So, no more mucking around, let's get this show on the road.
1: Yogi from Outback Chuckers. And when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road. But when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rings on the road. right? <laughs>
0: Yes, once again Mike has taken his roving microphone out into the streets to ask you to nominate the number one thing that really gets up your nose when you're out there doing your job on the road. Here's what you had to say.
1: Not being able to use a right-hand lane, it's crap. On the Monash mainly and uh, heading down to Geelong. You get three lanes wide, you get two wankers sitting on the left and the right, middle lane. You can't go in the right lane to go around it when they're sitting 10 k's under speed speed limit. What a load of horses. <laughs> um, other truck drivers that should know what they're doing. <laughs> Roadworks that go for five kilometres and then you get to the end and they're only working in one little section. You've got to slow down for five k's. It's too much.
2: <laughs> Well, lately has been uh, not being able to get out and about because we've all been locked down, but, uh, yeah, roadworks, caravans and elder drivers that uh, don't know the road rules. Cars doing under the speed limit,
1: mate. Yeah, we won't let you go around, you know what I mean? Make it easier for us folks. Trucks in these days can do just as fast as cars, you know? We're all out there to share the road. Why can't we all share it? Yeah, that's about it, mate. Yeah, everything else is pretty good, yeah. Cars that don't
0: know where they want to go. <laughs> Hi, guys. My name's Dan. I listen to On the Road on the Australian Big Rig Roadshow.
3: G'day. This is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. and radio is what we do across Australia 24-7. Loads of trucking classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you. At some stage, our email address, bigrigradio at yahoo.com.au. Catch you down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian bigrigradioroadshow.com.
2: G'day, Kermit. G'day, Mike. I thought as soon as house raining outside, I'd come and say hello to you, see how you are going.
3: Yeah, mate, I'm good. Life is busy, and the Trucking with Kermy website page is going along okay at the moment. Small steps, but a lot of fun, I've got to say. Not enough hours in the day, as I'm sure
2: you would (laughs) appreciate. I do, know about that, mate. So, I saw on your page there that you, like me, have had a drive of these latest Mercedes-Benz Actros things, and I thought, well, who better have a bit of a chat too, then you and see what you thought about it because I don't know mate I was pretty impressed with the ones I drove I drove a couple of them mate nice pieces of gear
3: mate they are now we're talking about the mirror cam version are we
2: well yeah I did 10,000 k's in the one with the mirrors oh okay and then I did 2,000 kilometers in the one with no mirrors on it like with the mirror cameras
3: oh well I never got downgraded to the one with the old mirrors mate I only got the mirror cam. <laughs> If you did 10,000k in it, mate, I only went around the block by comparison, so maybe
2: I should ask you about this truck. Well, maybe you should, mate. I took the Mirror Cam one that was a classic Stream Space cab version of the truck from Sydney down to Mulwale via the Yume and over through Corowa and, and then back up to Sydney, back to Seven Hills, till I had to give it back. And I was, I was a little bit sad to give it back, mate. Gee, it was a nice thing to drive.
3: Yeah, I think I wrote when I did the article, one of the, the biggest disappointments I had when I drove that truck was that I had to get out of it at the end of the run. Yeah. It was pretty spectacular. I mean, if you take it from first impressions, and mine was actually climbing into the cab, now, you know, you sit all day behind the wheel of these things, mm. and ambiance to me has a certain kudos to it, and getting behind the wheel of that, I think I wrote at the time that it was like getting behind the wheel of an S-Class Mercedes.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Just a great place to sit. The second thing that I got out of it was the vision. This was with the mirror cam. Of course, you haven't got the outside mirrors which are blocking your forward vision or your quarter vision each side. Yeah. I know other people that had driven it said it took them a little while to get used to what we call them, the LED mirrors mm. sitting inside on the a pillar. Yep. It took me about 60 seconds and I just found them absolutely brilliant.
2: I like the way that they sort of all sat there and integrated and everything. I was lucky enough on the day that I drove it I left Sydney in the sunshine, and by the time I got down around the Tumby exit there on the Yeom, it started to rain. So I had it in the rain when I unloaded at Seven Hills too, it was raining. And then I got to drive it in the dark on the way home, so I got the full experience of what those mirrors are like. I was extremely impressed with the way the mirrors responded to the rain You know how when you're driving along and you've got your regular standard mirror and the spray comes up and gets all over the mirror and then the dust gets all over the mirror when it dries off and it just makes everything dirty and you can't see properly? Yeah, yeah. Well, none of that with the mirrorless version. I mean, obviously, you've got the spray off the wheels, but none of that on the display when you're looking at it inside. So hugely impressive to me. And then, of course, the lane change assist lines that you program into the computer... So that even through the spray, if you can see the car's headlights, you've got a very good idea of where they are in relation to the back of your trailer. And that was impressive to me as well.
3: Yes, well, in terms of parting with those graduations, the bottom one you can set up at the rear of the truck so you know exactly when you can pull in in front of another vehicle. Not everybody gives you the truckie's wink to pull you back in, and with that, you simply don't need it. The other thing I found with those was the breadth of vision that you got through. them. I was coming up the parking lot, commonly called the Monash Freeway, and you could see cars coming in on slipways, when you were beside them virtually. So you just had a great vision. Yeah. The other thing that impressed me was you could see the full length of the trailer no matter what angle you were
2: on. Yeah.
3: It technology personified. Yes. They said to me, and I don't know what the end result is now it's on the market, but that uh, the replacement cost of these wouldn't be any more than a regular mirror, <laughs> given that people do break things from time to time. Yeah. And okay, I mean, if you did break a camera, I guess you've got a problem for five minutes, but if you smash your mirror, you've got the same problem to me.
2: Well, that's right, and I'd say exactly the same thing. One thing people don't realise too is that those camera heads, they actually fold around and they're made out of metal, they're not plastic. Yeah, yep. So if you accidentally bump one on a wall or something, so I'm guilty, (laughs) I suppose we all are, when we're going into a tight place, you'll use your mirror as a bit of a gauge as to how close you are. Sure. Look, I've bumped a mirror in the past. I think we've all done it, bumped the frame or something like that. So it's one of those things that's going to happen, but I think Mercedes have allowed for that by making these things out of metal instead of plastic.
3: Very sensible.
2: Yep. You know, you can give them a nudge without breaking them and go back, Oh, that was too close, and push it back straight again. They knock back like a car mirror, don't they? Yeah, just like that. So they'll come back and you won't actually tear them off. The other thing, I had a chat with Mercedes about this too at Huntingwood, where I borrowed the truck from, about putting the cameras for the dash cam systems through the camera on the mirror, and they won't do that. I've been told that that's a standalone system and they've wired it so the wires are continuous and there's no joins in the wire for water to get in and cause any corrosion issues or anything like that. So... I would have thought it would have made sense that you could just sort of have a plug somewhere in the camera and put that straight into your CCTV for the monitoring in the camera, but they don't do that, so.
3: That's something you
2: could teach Daimler trucks, mate. (laughs) Listen, you said that you drove the Space Cab version. Yes, I've driven the Space Cab. I've driven the biggest one they do. I've, I've actually driven all three of the newer ones, and the company that I've got's actually got two different cab variants, three different cab variants, sorry. So I've had a bit of a go in all of them at one time or another. The one I had had the bunk
3: set up with seats on it. Oh, righto. So I didn't get to experience where you could slide the passenger seat back and get your legs. But to me, it appeared like it was a bit of a dance floor
2: in there. Oh, mate.
3: You could rock the riggers. as uh, Travis Sinclair rode in one of these. Songs. <laughs>
2: well, I'll tell you, I stayed overnight in one of the trucks. And you can fold the passenger seat up. Now, I'm six foot three. You put the curtains around the cab and they're beautiful soft curtains too. Not like those leathery bloody vinyl things you get in some trucks. <laughs> and they're beautiful soft, they're like that shower curtain material, but black is black, right? No light gets through it. Yes, yeah, yep, yep. And you put the curtains around, they join up, they all sit there, everything fits beautifully. The finish on these trucks is phenomenal.
3: Yeah, I noticed that. The fit and finish was superb. That's what Mercedes is known for around the world. It's yeah. The reason they sell so many cars and certainly from what I saw that's flowed through to the trucks.
2: Mate, drivability. How did you find it? Drivability? I haven't finished going on about the space inside the cab yet. Let me finish. (laughs) I'm sorry, mate. I cut across you. I am known for yakking on a bit. Well, we wrap the curtains around, and at six foot three, I can stand up in the passenger seat. The seat will fold up in in the cab that I had. Yeah, yeah. I can stand up straight in the passenger seat. Now, admittedly, my head is quite close to the ceiling, but I can stand up, and that's the thing. Now... I am used to driving a Kenworth 909 with a 50-inch integrated sleeper on and I'm used to having a fair bit of space. Sure. The only thing missing in the one that I had, and I said to the boss when we were talking about it later, was it needed a little bit more cabinet space for some storage, and it needed the other facilities that I've got used to, you know, my microwave and inverter and all that sort of stuff. But I told him I'd swap it tomorrow. He could order me one. Okay. Well, he thought I was joking, but I wasn't. And I even said to the guys at uh, Mercedes, I was so impressed with the actual ride, the drivability, the space, just the way the truck was inside. You know, the fridges of good size. And then they told me about the Solo Star interior. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, mate, do yourself a favour. Right? I'll steal straight from Molly Meldrum. Do yourself a favour. <laughs> Gurgle the Solo Star interior, right? And have a bit of a look at it, because that you can get them here in Australia. I think they call them the Black Edition Drive Pack or something, I think it's called. You'd have to check up on that. Don't quote me. Okay. Righto. But the passenger seat's completely removed. And it's got like a corner lounge chair built into the back of it, which transitions. It's got a seat belt so you don't lose your second seat place. Okay. The bunk actually folds up, so it's a little bit wider. Yes. And when it's locked up in position, you can sit sideways. There's a little table that folds down so that you've got a work table in front of you. It's got a little reading light on it. You can have this set up with all the space. You can put your microwave and all that sort of thing in there. And you've still got your fridge and all the rest of it. And when you're done, all you've got to do is flip the driver's seat back forward and fold the thing down. You've got your curtains around you and you get a bit more storage. They put some cabinetry across the back of it. That cab option, the driver version, is actually done here in Australia. So the trucks come over and they take that piece of interior out and they put new interior in. Don't quote me once again, but the number that I sort of remember, I think, was something like 18,000 difference in the price. I'm getting someone at Mercedes crucifying me at the moment for getting that wrong. So check up on it for yourself, mate. (laughs) <laughs> I'll do that Well mate With money you can buy anything Can't
3: you But when you think about The hours that are spent Inside these things Yeah You know I've always gone on the Old theory You buy the best quality mattress You can Because you spend a third Of your life in. That's
2: right
3: With truckies They're spending uh, At least another third Of their life Living in a, an enclosed space And it is worth The investment To get anything That makes your life More comfortable Yep I would suggest that Mercedes should have massage (laughs) seats. Mate, we're all getting older and we all ache, don't we?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, mate. I drove the one I did 10,000 Ks and obviously I had that for a couple of weeks. And I must tell you, that the experience of driving that thing in all weathers in all terrain up and down the hills that was only a 530 horsepower truck yeah and i'm used to having a little bit more than that what were you pulling single or a double a single well just a single with that yeah but that's exactly the same trailer on exactly the same job i run with the 909 so you know it's an apples and apples comparison sure so i hate to say this kenworth but the mercedes killed you for fuel economy
3: okay That's one of that is one of the points that they do sprout in their blurb
2: Yep, and even though it was a little bit underpowered compared to the kenworth it still had more than enough you know i did a detour off the um out through Harden tomorrow there was an accident there and we had to go out and do the detour and i had a fella in an aerodyne with one trailer in front of me and he couldn't get away Right, and the cruise control and the, oh mate there's just so much that you can talk about that's beautiful on these trucks I went round the M7 with the adaptive cruise control on. Yes. It's just a lovely experience, you know. You're not on and off, and you're not getting frustrated. You've got all that things. You can set it all up. Once you get used to the technology, it took me, I reckon, a good two or three days to get used to the technology and start to get the most out of it.
3: Yes, adaptive cruise is amazing. Yeah. As a matter of interest, again, by comparison, is the 9A, you're driving a manual or auto? Manual, 18 speed. Right, yeah, well, you're going to get more fuel economy out of an auto because of the way those things are set up these days. Wow. Where they know where the hills are. The truck knows when it can roll up to the crest of a hill. It knows it can go into neutral coming down the other side. Quite frankly, and I know the old brigade says you've got to have an 18 speeder, your left hand, but gee, I don't know, mate. These autos these days are just amazing. Yeah. Some drivers say that changing cogs manually keeps you awake. Huh. Others say that having the auto leaves you to concentrate on other things that are happening around while you're on the road. So yeah. I'm not going to get into <laughs> I think I've mentioned it to you in a private conversation. I'm not a political animal, yeah. <laughs> I try not to be, but horses for courses, I guess. All I can say is that I'm just super. Yeah, And look, not only Mercedes, but the job that other manufacturers are doing, and they seem to me to be primarily the Europeans. Yeah. They're just producing great trucks, and you know as well as I do that a half a litre saved here or there in a the truck is tens of thousands over a year. From the point of view of being an operator, you're going to go for what works best in terms of fuel economy and you know, longevity and the, the whole rest of it. I mm. guess uh, that's a whole other story.
2: Well, we talk about all this sort of stuff, but I mean, what it comes down to in the finish for me, You've got something that's comfortable to drive. You've got something that's given you good fuel economy. You've got something that the cost of ownership is comparable to anything else on the market. Yeah. Everyone goes on about resale value in the end. We don't buy these things to sell them. We buy them to operate them. Yes. And I'm not going to denigrate anyone. I've been a Kenworth man my whole career. I've owned Kenworths personally when I owned my own. I've driven them. I drove a K200 for three and a half years from Sydney to Perth and back in a two-up team. I've been in a 909 for a couple of two and a half years now. I love Kenworth, I really do. But Mercedes have built a very, very good truck and would be lying to ourselves if we didn't say that.
3: Yeah, yeah, you can't look through rose-coloured glasses and I, <laughs> and I guess Kenworth owners tend to do that a bit. Don't they, Bruce Gunter? <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey,
3: Bruce, how you going, mate,
2: if you're listening? Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm about to get a Pearl Craft wheel for my Kenworth, mate. I'm <laughs> about to get one of those. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be very, very cool, mate. You wait till you see the photos. It's a work of art, these things. They're beautiful. A nice bit of bling.
3: How did you find the dashboard on this thing, mate? Because,
2: again, I like buttons and I like LED screens. And yeah, look, I loved it. I thought the layout of it was very intuitive. Yeah, yeah, it is. And once again, once you work out where the headlights switches are. <laughs> 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 look, I did quite like it. It's easy to read. It's got a good contrast to it. And you can, once again, it's adaptable. You can change it in every way you like to suit yourself. There's nothing really I didn't like about the truck. The only thing I had a little bit of a challenge with was trying to reverse it in the dark. Okay. Look, it's no worse than reversing with a dirty mirror. I found that it's sort of the contrast on the mirror suffered a little bit in the dark when you're trying to reverse it. But I mean, mate, overall... You're nitpicking is what you're saying, splitting Well, you are. Nothing's perfect, and that was the only downside that I came across in the whole time I was operating it.
3: Lovely, lovely truck. I wish I'd got to spend a lot more time in it than I did. Um, hopefully, Mercedes, you'll give me another run, that I can write about you again. Look, if someone was going to give me a truck tomorrow, mm. it would be very close to saying, I'll have that one, thank you very much. Yeah. Quite frankly, it's those mirrors to me, the mirror cam, that was a real difference.
2: Yeah. No, it is. It's a great leap forward. That would be my sale item. I agree. Wonderful truck. Wonderful
3: truck, mate. Well, how is the podcast going for you, mate? Have you had feedback on it?
2: Well, we're getting a little bit of feedback on it. We've reached out and touched a few people that haven't been touched before, I think. <laughs> Gee, I mean that in the nicest possible way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was up at Winnie the other day and a bloke walked up to me and said, oh, are you the bloke that's doing that podcast? And I said, yeah, mate. He said, yeah, I saw the truck. And, uh, Good job, mate. Keep it up. And walked away and I'm okay, Thanks. So we're looking forward to some listener contributions. I'm doing the taking it to the streets section where i go and ask some people some questions on a microphone and let them contribute, have a bit of a say. And I'm hoping that more people will be able to ring me on the phone line that I've got for the show and put their two Bobsworth worth in because I want to be an independent voice for the Australian driver. I want to tell the people's story.
3: And I'm sure you will be, and I'm sure it will happen. All these things start off small and you walk before you run, but I'm sure you'll be very successful. Well, yeah. Mate, I'm enjoying what I've heard so far. and I look forward to hopefully being able to put in my two pennants worth with you every now and then when I've got a spare moment in the day. Yeah. We can have a bit of a yak about the weather
2: and how it's affecting the trucking industry. <laughs> More than happy to have you on the show anytime you like, Kermy. Terrific, mate. Nice to talk to you. You take care of yourself, all right? Indeed. Thanks, mate. Good on you, mate.
0: When it comes to road transport, safety is everything. Seeing Machines Guardian minimises the risk of fatigue and distraction for drivers and provides real-time monitoring centre analysis and appropriate intervention 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Already trusted by more than 400 of the safest road transport businesses around the world, they've discovered how Seeing Machines Guardian is scientifically proven to reduce fatigue events by more than 90%. To find out more about how Seeing Machines Guardian can provide proven assistance in safeguarding your fleet, your valuable cargo, and most importantly, your drivers, visit the website at www.seeingmachines.com or give them a call on 026103-4700 for more information.
3: Hey everybody, Kermie here from Trucking with Kermie. I listen to On The Road podcast every week on the Australian Big Rigs road Show. And when that's done, you might like to pop over to Trucking with Kermit on Facebook for my take on trucking and the people who make the industry what it is. Catch you over there. And in the meantime, take care of you.
0: On The Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. Mike, top of the morning to you.
2: Top of the morning to you, Andy. How are you going, mate?
0: I'm doing all right, thank you. Now, we were having a little chat the other day and you were saying about the podcast and how well it's coming along and how it's kind of like our child and we're mum and dad to the podcast. So I've made the executive decision that you're mum. (laughs) So if you're all right with that.
2: (laughs) Lovely. Thanks very much, mate. Yes, I'll be the mother.
0: That way, if we've got any dramas, I can always say to people, just go and ask your mother. That's good. That'll work. (laughs) enough of the fluff and nonsense let's get into the news mate yes mate i hear that trucks and bikes are uniting in convoy for the cure in townsville a special much-loved charity event that's great because i used to love the cure they're a great band <laughs> the cure yeah no,
2: it's not quite the cure mate
0: being serious though mike the convoy is in wonderful support of the cure starts now a charity started by ron Pederson, who sadly lost his daughter amy to brain cancer in 2009
2: indeed this is an annual event up in Townsville. A couple of hundred trucks, people trying to get in there and having a go. Mm. There's a hundred-dollar registration fee. Of course, that's this Sunday, the 27th. That's going to be right. The Convoy for Cure is organised by Blake Pedersen together with Todd Martin. Okay. Now, Todd's the original convener of the event, and they reunited a couple of years back to restart it. And it's all about finding a cure for terminal brain cancer. Right. So people pay their hundred-dollar registration fee. They go there. They have the Convoy for the Cure. It's an annual event. It's going to shut down the streets in Townsville. Does it every year? It's a really great cause. But to me, this just illustrates the way truckies just get about and do what they do. Yeah. You know, we have the convoy for kids. We've got the hay runners. We've got water runners. Rachel Eddy and Jim Boomer did a thing down to Stanthorpe. So much of the community being supported by the transport industry and then we sometimes give a little bit back with these convoys that we like to run. Makes me very proud to be part of the industry.
0: Indeed mate, and as a mad keen motorcyclist, it's good to see the bikes in there too because in a similar sort of way, we motorcyclists have been supporting causes and riding special events too over the years.
2: Oh yeah. Hmm. They do it it's great to see i mean last time i did the illawarra convoy for kids there was a great fleet of motorcycles there you know it's just the communities coming together to support worthy causes as i say it makes me very proud
0: it's a good and mighty thing it is in other news there's a 27 million dollar black spot program highlighting the work on 92 locations in the perth metropolitan area and another 48 in regional wa
2: yeah i know We've got that wrong. It's uh, safety upgrades and improvements will be carried out in 92 locations, 44 in the Perth metropolitan area, and 48 in regional WA.
0: Thank you for putting me right on that.
2: (laughs) I got it wrong, mate. I've done that before, getting it wrong. Surely not. (laughs) You must have
0: been mistaken.
2: (laughs) Of course. They've got 21 million to spend, and it's been allocated by the Western Australian government with an additional 5 million to be provided by local governments. Yeah. The upgrades in the metropolitan area are going to include 200000 for the installation of the first ever Western Australian signalised safety platform okay. at Mill Point Road and Men's Street in South Perth. Another couple of hundred thousand to upgrade the corner of Ocean Reef Road and Edison Avenue in Heathbridge. 800,000 to undertake some safety improvements at the intersection of Thomas Road in Oakford and 2.1 million to upgrade pedestrian facilities and lighting around Welshpool Road and believe me Albany Highway and Welshpool Road from personal experience the lighting has been pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Regional projects are 1.9 million for the stage 1 of the upgrade of the Derby Highway Wycott Street and Derby mm-hmm. a couple of million to widen Ackland Drive 355000 to complete the realignment of the Wanderings Narrogen Road, which really does need doing, I've been told. Mm. 250000 for Port Drive and St. Mary's College in Broome, and another 278000 towards correcting the wide shoulders up in Manjimup. So all this stuff is to address black spots, and it's going to make the road safe for everyone over there. Good To see the government spending some of our hard earned tax dollars on something worthwhile,
0: yeah, certainly is. And I'm very proud of you that you're able to pronounce Manjum up so well, too. <laughs> uh,
2: some good names over there, isn't there? Pretty happy
0: that I got it out in one piece as well. Really. And Mike, Transurban are targeting heavy vehicles to raise profit.
2: <laughs> well, that's an opinion piece that I'm aware of, and look, it goes along with everything that I've had to say about these tollways. Mm. If it really is about road safety why are we flogging truck drivers with these horrible tolls some of these companies are getting bills of hundreds of thousands of dollars every couple of months yeah. to pay for the tolls now we're not getting what we pay for yeah you've only got to look at what happens on the majority of these tollways when the peak hour comes along you end up in bumper to bumper traffic and you're paying full fare mm. it's not fair and then, of course, the truck drivers and the trucking companies are targeted by regulation because we're being forced to use these pieces of infrastructure, like this new tunnel that's North Connect's Tunnel in Sydney. Mm. We are going to be funneled through there unless you're doing a local delivery or unless you're a chemical or dangerous goods carter, you are going to have to use that tunnel. Now, the question is, of course, when these cameras over Penriths Road, and I'm just using this one as an example... Mm. There's another example on the North Range Crossing at Toowoomba. There's another example of the Logan Motorway in Brisbane there. They take the photos and then all of a sudden you've now got to prove what you were doing driving your legally registered motor vehicle on a road that up until recently you were allowed to drive on. Yeah. And then you've got to prove that you're innocent. And I cannot for the life of me see how this is fair. So... This opinion piece written by Richard Olson is suggesting that Transurban are targeting us to extend their road toll wrought, he calls it, and the debt's been created by the New South Wales Queensland government, and it's 50 years it's taken. Now, we, we paid for the Sydney Harbour Bridge, the toll came off. We paid for the Westgate Bridge, the toll came off. I feel for people who have paid for these tolls over and over, the toll come off. And now you look at the M5 East, I think it is in Sydney, the toll came off and now the toll's gone back on again for yeah. no gain. Mm. I share the opinion of Richard Olson, who wrote this story. The reality of it is we are not getting what we pay for, and it seems to me that there are questions that need to be answered. And I support personally the protests that have been levied against Transurban and those who are sticking their hands into our pockets and really not given us very much at all.
0: So when it's raising profit, it's certainly not for the transport operators.
2: Well, it's not even staying in the country.
0: Mm.
2: I've had more than enough to say about this, mate. It's time to move
0: on. It's a good piece, that, mate. And I guess our listeners, if they want to read it all in its entirety, can go to the Big Rigs newspaper website.
2: Indeed, they can.
0: Good. And, mate, the NHVA, the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator Survey of 4,000 participants, has shown that we have our eye on safety.
2: We sure do have our eye on safety. It's one of those things that's very important to those of us who are involved in the transport industry. We do a great job, and if you care to look at the numbers, we're not too bad at all. Mm. Some of the key results from the survey are that 62% of the respondents say that they've got the basic safety systems in place. 78% of the managers said they had an ongoing program and safety promotion with communication inside their business. 76% seventy six percent of the respondents agreed that the relevant safety training was occurring, and on an ongoing basis that's the most important thing yeah. and of course, the most common safety practice among owner drivers was a vehicle inspection ninety seven percent of owner drivers compared to a regular personal health checkup 71 percent of owner drivers have regular personal health checkups, mm. but the reality of it is if you hold a commercial license and you're over fifty years old, you have to have an annual medical anyway so these things are there and they're set in place, or at least you have to have that medical in New South Wales. I can't answer for other states, I'm afraid. Okay. But the, there's a snapshot of the survey that you can go there. You can look at the story on Big Briggs, read down the story, and there's a place there where you can click on the link and you can see what the results are and see how you compare.
0: Good idea. And Mike, last but by no means least, the ATA National Tracking Award winners have been announced. Go and have a brag. How many did you pick up? <laughs>
2: I didn't get any, mate, at all. I don't think the ATA even knows I exist. That's
0: a travesty, Mike.
2: A travesty. It is a travesty. It is a travesty. I'm going to have to have a chat with Angie, my friend, part of the ATA there, and see why I didn't get one. But anyway, Mm. important things. Veteran Darwin-based truckie Russell Lee picked up an award for the National Professional Driver of the Year and very well earned. On you,
1: Russ.
2: (laughs) Yeah, good on you, mate. He's got his picture here and all the rest of it. It's very, very nice. He says it's pretty awesome and nice to be part of the journey. Yeah. So there are a number of other awards that have been issued. Roslyn Anderson, CFO at Wales Truck Repairs, was named the National Trucking Industry Woman of the Year. Mm -hmm. And that's an important award. There are a lot of women that are involved in trucking now. There are drivers and there are all sorts of areas within the transport and logistics industry. And I think it's important that people are recognised for what they do. You don't have to be behind the wheel to be part of this. Some people make great and important contributions and thankfully Roslyn's been recognised for her. SRH Milk Hallage is a family-owned business from Rutherford in New South Wales who have also been recognised for their contribution to the industry. They've been a member of TruckSafe for a long time, since 1998, and they say that the accreditation and part of the work that they've done has shaped the way they're running their business today. Mm -hmm. So these awards are a nice thing. We often don't get told that we're doing a good job and it's nice for the National Trucking Award winners for the 2020 year to be recognised, and I congratulate them all.
0: Yeah, congratulations indeed to all the award winners, and to those who perhaps didn't get an award and should have.
2: (laughs) It's all right, mate, I'll keep working on it, maybe one day.
0: Yeah, indeed. Mate, thank you very much for your precious time, let you get back on the road.
2: Well, I'm sitting on the side of the road at Dunny Do at the moment on a horrible angle, and uh, it's time for me to go back and do some work.
0: You're on a horrible angle, or the truck is?
2: The truck's on a horrible land. Just going. checking. <laughs> <laughs> Me as well. Thanks, mate. You have a great day. We'll catch up with you later. See you,
0: buddy. For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. For more than 70 years, the name Pearlcraft has been synonymous with handmade pearl and marble finished steering wheels and gear shift knobs. Each and every Pearlcraft product is 100% handcrafted, keeping true to their motto of always work with pride, let quality be your guide. They can transform and enhance your current steering wheel or create a whole new wheel designed to suit your rig. Visit the Pearlcraft website at www.pearlcraft.com.au for more information about the complete range of Pearlcraft products and services.
2: G'day Yogi, how you going mate? Thanks for the chance to speak to you Mick, I really enjoy it mate. Good on you, thanks very much Yogi. You and I have both been raped into this United Transport Group thing who did it to yes. you mate, how did it happen for you? Well I
1: have been speaking to Roxy in the past on certain occasions and a couple of other phone calls and my good mate Tones, Tony's trucking stories. We had a big long chat there a couple of Saturdays ago when I was southbound out of Norseman down to Esperance and yeah it all, it all sort of eventuated from there and and we managed to pull other like-minded people into the group and here we are, the United Transport Group.
2: Yeah, it's been a great development. I'm fairly proud to be a part of it with all the rest of the team and I hope we can get together and do a little bit and make a difference. That's what it's all about.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, the wheels of transport will always turn, so if we can turn a little bit in the direction that the followers or the hunters are on our side, it's a good thing. And we've got the the on-the-ground and on-the-road input when you implement a change and you can actually live, eat, sleep, live and breathe the change, like we generally do, it's always going to go well. And it's the age, old thing, Mick, you know, when you want something done, give it to a busy person. So we're all busy, there's no doubt about it. But yeah. here we are, we started it. We're looking for the support. It should happen. The wheels will turn slowly. The numbers will come through. we get the knowledge and knowledge is key.
2: That's right. So once we get a little bit of those surveys and that out there and we find out what people reckon that need to be dealt with, we'll have a go at cracking a few of the problems
1: yeah that's right if we get 50 people talking about parker bays or 20 people talking about white posts or any of the above any issue that has a trend within the numbers that we get and we've got solid numbers already but there's always room for more people to join up there no doubt about it but if we get those numbers we can collate it we can ask questions we can form decent statistics that one thing the transport industry does lack is genuine statistics and sort of back where we are as a driver or as a owner of a company or as a fleet runner or the fleet consignor, consignee, consigne all. I love talking, Mick, about numbers. I'm a Virgo, and it is my birthday soon, and I love the numbers, mate. I really, really do. It's all about the numbers.
2: Yeah, it is all about the numbers. we got to do what we can.
1: Mate, thank you for what you're doing yeah. and for bringing the podcast and a few other bits and pieces to air, mate. We love being on board with you and more than happy to be on board in the future and check in every now and then and see what you're up to, mate. I'll interview you one day. I reckon that'll be the ghost.
2: Yeah, no, that'll be all right, mate. I'm looking <laughs> forward to you having a chat to a few fellas from over the west so we can play yeah, it to we'll the fellas up. over here.
1: Yes, definitely. 100%. There's no better way to get a feel for WA than talking to some, some company drivers, some fleet owners and some owner-operators in WA so, and some genuine northwest west runners. I've got them all lined up there for you. We'll make it happen, both.
2: No worries. Thanks, Yogi.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of another On The Road episode, brought to you by Seeing Machines, the makers of Guardian, the most advanced safety technology available for commercial truck fleets. If you haven't already had a look, take a moment to visit our new website at www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au. It's chock-a-block full of news, views and information. And remember, without the help of our wonderful supporters and sponsors, there wouldn't be an On The Road podcast. So please take the time to check out their information pages on the website and help them as they help us by giving them your support as well. Our website address once more, www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send an email to mike at ontheroadpodcast.com.au to share your thoughts, opinions and ideas, or just to get something off your chest. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to join us again next Friday for more great news, interviews and entertainment. Until then, play nice with each other and most importantly, stay safe out there on the road. Bye for now. The team here at On The Road are great believers in the right to freedom of speech, and whilst we might not always be 100% in agreement with the views of guests and contributors, we firmly support their right to hold and express those opinions.